Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed, developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Hello, hello. It's Amari here coming live, but not really, to you from my apartment bedroom. Welcome to another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast. It's just me today, and if that disappoints you, well, too bad. We're in the middle of a rebrand, and y'all, it's hard work. So while we get ourselves together, we're re-upping some of our favorite episodes. But don't worry, we will return with new content very soon. But in the meantime, you can talk to us across all social media at so-called Oreos and join us on Discord. This week, we're going to revisit our Black Female Friendships episode. This is one of my favorite episodes for many reasons, but mostly because it captures one of the best times of my life, personally. It was the best because I was finally able to find my people in a city I love. Janae, Rachel, and Kia have really been there for me over the past three and a half years, and their friendship has saved me in a lot of ways. You know, anytime I feel down or lonely, it's really easy to remind myself of how loved I feel on a day-to-day basis because of the people I have in my life. And so much of that love comes from black, my black female friends. Um, and I hope I tell them thank you enough or how much I appreciate and love them. Uh, but in case I don't, I'd like to finish this introduction in a new and special way. Um, I'd like to read a poem I wrote a few years back in honor of my friends, uh, and it's called Black Woman. And honestly, it's not just in honor of my friends, it's in the honor of all Black women because I just love us. Um, I am in love with you, Black woman, from the top of your toothbrush gelled edges to the bottom of your strutting toes. I want everyone to see you for your beauty that persists after centuries of being chipped away by sharpened blades and watchful eyes that have kept you chained to an image you never owned. I need you to heal my skin that has been left dry from a lifetime of weathering words being thrown around by rough skin hands and trapped on lands comprised of weeping souls. Just hold me, black woman, and tell me when it's over when we have made it to paradise. I hope her words are true and that it's nice. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of So-Called Oreos Podcast, and we're back after our little break. (laughs) We've missed you guys all so much. I've missed recording with my lovely ladies. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was that was a voice. Yeah, that was that was a voice. I'm so sorry. It was like hot. Could you feel my hot ass breath? Could you? (laughs) I hope you could. (laughs) But my breath smells good. It's just warm because it came out of my warm body. So don't shave me. Um, <laughs> well, guys, we're happy we're back. <laughs> and we hope you missed us because we missed you. And we have like a little announcement, little housekeeping thing. Um, our lovely lady, Amari, is uh, currently calling in. Yes. Yes, fam. I am calling in from the great state of North Carolina. Um, (laughs) It's great. Um, No, yeah. I'm in Chapel Hill. I'm getting my grad degree, so I'll be calling in from now on. It's weird not seeing everyone in front of me, though. It's very weird. Yeah, it's also weird. It's like I'm talking to a ghost. (laughs) We have a seat open for you. Yeah. Keep it empty just for me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Yeah, so Amari is leveling up, you know, doing big things. Trying to trying to get that degree so then I can get my bag, secure the bag, you know? We're yeah. proud of her. I like that. Um, how's North Carolina though? Like, do you love uh, it? Is it everything you dreamed? Is um, it better? It's it's everything I expected in okay. that it's like very white. Um, but it's great. People are lovely. Um, I've never been to such a big school, so it is very different getting used to the amount of money that is flowing through UNC and also the amount of status that is there. Um, it's a game, and I'm just like, I have to like prep myself for it every day. Mm-hmm. Have any specific weird or great things happened yet? Oh, weird from the moment I got here. Um, great. I will keep you up post. Like, I'll keep you posted on that. Okay. Um, but I love the different commentary that I get from people. It's, it's weird coming from New York and just, like, being around different people all the time that, like, don't look like you. And then coming here and then realizing that, that not everyone has had that experience. So the things that come out of people's mouths are very interesting. I feel like that's a segment that we should have on the show, the things that come out of people's mouths. Because mm-hmm. I feel oh, like we every always, episode. every episode, it's like Kia is like, why would someone say that? <laughs> that why would so that me. come out of someone's <laughs> mouth? Like, I feel like that should that be a new segment time. of like just random bullshit people have said to us. Literally, <laughs> but that is literally Kia's response. Like every time we say something, Kia's like, but but why like why would anyone say that because literally i'm just like who raised you and i just cannot fathom like what how that processes in people's head i had this yesterday like my family member messaged me on uh facebook about something like i put on the vacation photos and then she said something and i was just like what would make you say that and it's worse and it was just like something about um someone's like weight and, mm. and but she said it in like a way that she thought she was being funny but I just I don't I, it's just not funny to me like I'm just like that comes off rude and I also yeah. again with the weight thing I'm just I don't get how people think they can comment on people's weight I just mm-hmm. I don't why understand. do people feel it is necessary mm-hmm. to I comment on someone else's body I don't I just don't see how that processes in your head I agree yeah. with you I you agree um, any other updates though Janae Rachel <laughs> uh, no I mean, <laughs> not really. none that I can share yet. Ooh. Let's put it that way. None that I can share yeah. yet. Sit on it. So Sit on the good news. I'll let y'all know. The universe is kicking up something good. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Cute boys. Ooh, cute boys. Yeah. yeah, I need to stop. <laughs> so anyway, Kia, what's going on <laughs> in this week, this day in black history? Yes. Yes, this week in Black History. Okay, October 14th, 1864, the first African-American daily newspaper, the New Orleans Tribune. Is it Tribune or Tribune? Tribune. Tribune. Okay, cool. Was published (laughs) in both French and English. So, I mean, that's pretty dope. And I think that that newspaper still exists, right? I don't know. Um, probably not. Actually, I think it just got sold. So, you know, you know, look it up. I don't know. You know, like newspapers. Yeah, it's but 1864 state. is a long time. So, you know, it is. that's pretty dope. And then October 16th, 1968, John Carlos and Tommy Smith stayed to the Black Power demonstration on the victory stand after winning the 200 oh, meter event at the Olympics in Mexico City. Uh, Carlos and Smith. Iconic. I know. Carlos and Smith said they were um, protesting racism in America. So mm-hmm. I think we a lot of us know this, um, you know, picture mm-hmm. with the. Two black guys holding up the fist, and the white guy. That's actually a really interesting story because the New York Times did a, a piece on what happened to the white guy after. Really, and he got like a lot of backlash going back. I think he's from South America, Australia, or something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is a long time ago, but um, <laughs> he like got a lot of like pushback from that, and like got a did lot of hatred. Did he hold up a fist? Yeah. Oh, he, oh, did. he did. He did with them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Power to the people. Yeah. Wait, but why did he get backlash? That's but then well, he was protesting with him. Yeah, yeah. It's 1968. Yeah, yeah it's 1968. Yeah. yeah not, not all white allies are celebrated. Mm. Yeah. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting because I was like, oh, I didn't even think about like what happened to him when he went yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are our two facts for this week in Black History. 
Um, I guess we should just dive right in. Let's do it. Oh, are we skipping my my segment? Oh, move! Did y'all try no. to skip me? No. Wow, Janae really yeah. tried to play Amari like that. Bro. I'm sleepy. No, she meant dive into Amari's segment. Exactly. Yeah. I meant, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Andrew. Is this okay? Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm gonna talk about black professionals we love because you know we just want to celebrate all the great people. This week, I want to highlight Saeed Jones, who is an author that just came out with his first memoir, How We Fight for Our Lives. Um, it's a great coming of age story. At least that's what the New York Times calls it. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my reading list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also known for his poetry collection, which is a prelude to bruise. Um, it won him the 2015 Penn Joyce Osterwell Award for poetry and the 2015 Stowall Book Award, which is pretty impressive. Um He also used to be an editor for BuzzFeed, but he recently moved to Columbus, Ohio, which I thought was interesting because he said New York was just very intense after being there for a decade, especially in today's day and age. So he just figured why not try and see what Ohio is like for him. Uh, But I just listened to a podcast Uh, It's been a minute from NPR with him and it was super interesting. So I recommend everyone listening to that episode. And he also loves Paramore. So I obviously stand. I love that. (laughs) How old is he? He's I think he's 33. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like super like his memoir is especially interesting because he's gay. He's black. He grew up in the South during the 90s and early 2000s. So, you know, he probably has a ton of things to unpack in that memoir. Yeah. Um, I highly want to recommend Amari's Instagram for everyone. Because <laughs> for books. Yes, for books. Because she does these like Instagram book reviews. Oh. And the amount of like dedication that goes into each book review. And also want to shout out my girl because she reads a lot and I want to get on her level. I, yeah. I just get really distracted and have a hard time I doing agree. it. Well, in the that's city. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I like since moving here, I haven't been as good as I want to be, but I will recommend a book that I just read the other day called Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. It's a short read, just under 200 pages. And I, I recommend it to recommended it to my dad and he read it on a plane and said he had to stop reading because he was crying and this man like if you saw this man you would know he's not capable (laughs) was she on oprah's um podcast she may have been she's been doing her rounds lately because that title sounds familiar yeah it's super super great book but thank you for the shout out Janae. no problem i always put it out there and i'm like i don't think anyone reads these but i'll just keep doing it Nah, you never know a lot of people don't respond but they do uh yeah they do remember and they do like interact yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh quickly two updates from our last episode so our last episodes were music and traveling right yeah okay so music me and rachel went to the jonas brothers concert (laughs) oh yes this is important important (laughs) because we were talking about how much we love jonas brothers y'all Okay, first of all, our seats were high as hell. Yes. <laughs> we could not see. It was actually, like, funny how high they were. Like, but it was such a good time because it energy. If it wasn't for the screens, we wouldn't be We wouldn't have see seen them. But, okay, the, the energy was so amazing. Like, it was just one of my favorite concerts. I just love the Jonas Brothers. It was, like, just their fans, like, nostalgic. It was just everything. And ever, and, ever oh since God. the concert, I can't, like, stop listening to their album. It's amazing. It's really good. It makes me love it more. It's like really good. I listen to it y'all every day. Huh, what do you say? I said their new album was good. Yeah, you did say that. So I had to like yeah. re-listen because I it, it took me a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. But I they did a great job. First of all, they look amazing. Joe looks fine. Nick, <laughs> Nick is still my my Nick number one. So but swag. Oh, but so Joe, much. my God, I mean, I just I can't. And Y'all even get to say something about <laughs> Kev- Kevin? He was great. Um, I will <laughs> say Kevin. something about Kevin. No, they did this little cute like um. Like them as like kids, like people playing them as kids, yes, and then I really like that, yeah, yeah. And then like they would walk into like the forest, and then they would meet the new person, mm-hmm. and it was like Kevin was walking, and then Kevin holding his two daughters. It was really cute. I almost yeah. cried. Um, it was amazing. And then they were like, yeah. So like the last time we were on tour, no one was allowed to drink, but now we're like older. They took shots. <laughs> and took shots. They took shots. It was amazing. They have a guys. book coming out next year. Yeah, it on was my birthday. 
Turn up, okay? Yeah. It was. Wait, they're coming out with a book? Yes. yes. 10 for 10 recommended Jonas Post concert. I mean, that was the most like energetic fan base I've Only ever Only if witnessed. you're a fan. If you're not a fan. Yeah, if you're not a fan, don't. don't. I don't know what you're doing. I won't. Yeah, but <laughs> just for other people, 10 for 10. And also, second update, the last episode we did was traveling, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went to Dubai, y'all, and she India. Did. Turn up, twerk, twerk, twerk. Okay. <laughs> so I totally see why. On, I think Janae, you read the list of like top places for black yeah. people to travel. Yeah, UAE, totally, totally understand. That was like probably one of the first places where I didn't feel like uh, a complete outsider. Mm. Um, and it's just so diverse. Like I really love it. It's like truly a melting pot. Like eighty percent of the people, seventy or eighty percent, are not from Dubai. It's like really hard to meet someone actually from Dubai. Mm. Um, and it's just like a beautiful mix of like cultures. I really loved it. And India was definitely like a. a a new culture to be immersed in uh, a whole bunch of people traffic I've like never seen before but uh, it was interesting and it was it was a good experience how was the food food was really good so I'm not into Indian food um, but now I am Ooh. it was actually wow. some of the best food I've ever had we went on an Indian food tour mm-hmm. and I don't even like chickpeas or anything but I don't know what these people were making amazing <laughs> it was amazing like I really I can't I was just like wow because my dad's into Indian food and stuff and I was just like oh whatever you need to go to um, Indian kitchen oh i've been there yes in manhattan it's really good i ha- it's like the indian chipotle yeah yes yeah. Ooh. their samosas are so good yeah that sounds amazing no you should Actually, go i love indian food yeah you would you would like it and then i, I like, got, like oh. indian spices yeah and also like if you like the indian spices are very similar to other food spices so like mm-hmm. just because of how things you know have traveled so like if you like jamaican food or you like certain other foods there's like a crossover so yeah Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, now do we want to dive in? It's we're diving in. Fifteen minutes in. <laughs> wow, what was that? I don't know. I always do these weird um, voices, and I forget that I do that sometimes. And then people be like, "What is that?" And it's I'm like, okay. "Oh, I forgot that I do that." You know, I do that too. Actually, I was just about to say, yeah, like <laughs> I turn words upside down, and it's crazy because my entire family does it. Like we all do it, and then when I'm around people that I'm comfortable with, or people that I'm not even comfortable Especially with. Especially you and your sister. Yeah. It's really funny. Though. We do it a lot and <laughs> I I don't know, I just like kind of forget that I'm in front of other people who don't actually okay. know. You can do it here. Thank you. It's a safe space. It's safe. Um, so today's show topic is black female friendship. Hey. Air horn, air horn, air horn. We wanted this season in general, we wanted to, you know, bring a little bit of positivity a little love a little light because some people were saying we was getting dark mm. so here we are <laughs> with a positive topic black female friendship we will get you yeah. in your feelings okay the so. importance <laughs> of black friendship right y'all think it's uplifting but we're still gonna make you cry at some point <laughs> you yeah. still gonna cry so <laughs> i might cry <laughs> uh, we always cry i know um who wants to start it off because i got a lot to say but like i'm gonna let let y'all do your thing if anyone else wants to um i think that it might be cool to start off talking about like pivotal black friends friendships that we've had Hmm. yeah i'll start i guess (laughs) since i brought it up i guess um and it's so hard because i have like so many so I, I like if I miss someone I'm so sorry you know you my mains if you my mains um geez this is actually hard because yeah. I, I don't know if you want me to start I'll, I you can start. okay you can start. I need to do some rumination okay no that's rumination. fine and also on our socials we're gonna um post some links and stuff because like refinery has a series with black female friendships and I think it's really beautiful so we could post on that and um you know some articles and stuff but like in One quote that I have from this article is, in a world that is constantly against us, we have to rely on each other for strength, support, and love. Nobody knows the struggle and inner turmoil of a black woman like another black woman. And, um... Yeah, that's just really real because I think it's important to have, like, obviously a diverse group of people around you. And I do have that. I'm very lucky for that. But I will say just there's just something. And I love all my friends, but there's something that, like, black women say that I'm just it it makes you just think and you're just like, damn. And then also it's just like, you know, you can 
talk about things to certain friends, but they just, it's going to be really hard for them to understand if they're not in that lifestyle. And I know I have that problem with my friends and I try not to get mad or angry when they don't relate. I just have to remember like, okay, their experience is not my experience and I can't get mad at them for that. But that also means it's important for me to have like that outlet. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about is that... When your friends don't want to, like, talk to you about certain things, it's not personal. It's just because, like, you probably can't relate and they need that outlet. So, like, sometimes I'll just tell my friends, like, I want to go to this black party. I haven't been around black people in a while Mm -hmm. and I want to be in this all black party. And, like, that's just what it is. Like, and that's not no shade to them. It's just, like, I love you guys, but it's not the same. Um And yeah, I just think it's important for people to realize like your friends have different cultures for a reason and it's important to them for them to be immersed in that culture and be around people in that culture. Um, So with that being said, I guess I'll talk about like some important aspects of my life where I feel like the black women have really stepped up. Um, Sorry, I'm looking at my notes right now. Okay, so like growing up, obviously a lot dealing with this podcast being like the only black people growing up in like all white schools um that was really important because a lot of the times it was just me and my sister in classes or basically like anything and i'm really lucky to have like my sister and someone who is like me um and that aspect because it's like hard moving from a all black school to an all white school and I, I cannot imagine doing that alone so I'm very blessed that I have uh, a twin sister that's also um you know the same nationality and gender as me to experience that with a lot of times like growing up in like history class um which is I don't know why kids say the things they say <laughs> in history y'all yeah. because white people be staring at you in history class when you talk about slavery and you're like why the hell are you staring at me like has but that happened to history class it was also like english class yeah. all these other things it's i hated one- february in high school it's black history february. month yeah it was black history month but that's when they decided to usually Usu- talk about yeah. slavery or exactly. um all the stuff it's just like i don't know so it was just that was really hard and I have a best friend today um, who sometimes I forget I met in high school just we have have such a big strong friendship her name's Bacola she lives in the city um, and there's just like a lot of times where I've had a hard time and I've talked to her and it she really like just changes my mindset and like recently she said something um, like she, I was talking about someone that wasn't really treating me great and she said something what did she say she was like honestly you're like one of the greatest people I know and if this person doesn't see that then th- this is stupid and I was it just like clicked I was like wait you're right Cause sometimes you forget like people yeah. like you know make you feel bad about yourself or whatever and it's like wait no actually like this is true yeah and then like so much of that Janae you say stuff that I'm like damn Janae be low-key dragged me by my head just but <laughs> in a good way <laughs> but you said something too that there's something you said a couple things but recently you were like Oh, like, do you really want someone that was really into yeah, you yeah. and then said you talk too much once and doesn't like you? And I was like, damn, <laughs> that's, that's so not- true. And and when you said it, I don't know, something just clicked that I was like, I remember wow. this because when you were telling me about this situation, I was like... <laughs> Do you really want someone who you do one thing that they don't like and they're just basically like, okay, no. bye for Yeah, exactly. Like you don't, you want someone who's going to be like, oh, that annoyed me, but you're fucking great. Yeah. So whatever. But it didn't you know? click. And that makes sense, but it didn't click. So it was in yeah. my feelings or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she, that, this makes sense. Like, I don't, and I just, I, I don't really have that epiphanies with my other friend. I mean, mm-hmm. I do, but just not to the point where it's like blunt and relatable. And it's like, yeah. okay, I actually need to hear that to mm-hmm. like, kind of like glow up um and the last thing besides personal life and like family and stuff um work we'll get into next episode but um just work the importance of like black people at work janae obviously we met at our first job together um has that has been life-changing because it's like hard to go to a company and be like one of the only black women there and like no it's not relatable you're like the only one on your team of like 15 and literally there is no black people no black women and you're just like damn am i weird am i struggling and then it's like good to have that outlet and also a lot of times that i've been able to get opportunity has been from black women i'm really blessed like my first internship 
that BT. And y'all, I should have not gotten this internship. I bombed the interview. <laughs> I did so bad. I was like, I don't know, 19. They were like, who's our competitors? I blanked. I was like, honestly, y'all, I don't know. The girl was, I don't know. Y'all, I bombed it. This girl, my supervisor, was like, it's okay. Like, just like write this really good follow-up into like um, email, showed me around, and I got it. And she really like pushed me that internship. And that was really like the launch of like my career of how I got more internships. And I'm just so thankful that she like saw she was like, I just saw something in you and like you did radio and I saw this stuff and I was just like, thank God, because I I did terrible. And even like my current job, the reason I got this job is because I reached out to a black one of my only a black woman on LinkedIn and she has the same like name similar to me and I just reached out and I was like hey we have the same name lol um, I'm really into comedy like you work at this company I want to work too like um, can you like tell me a little bit about it and then she took a further step and like sent my resume in and like referred me this girl does not know me and I ended up getting an interview from that and I'm just like really blessed that she was able to do that because I just I don't think a lot of people would do that so I just think it's important to have those like black friendships and like any aspect of your life And I think it's like also the fact that I just don't think other people are going to look out for you in the same way that black women will look out for you. That's 100 percent true. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like like that woman didn't know you that well, but she was willing to help you. And I feel like that's just I don't know. I just think black just understands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just a part of other black women that just like really want to see other black women thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we know it's. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that I love about black women is kind of how when I look at my relationships with my black friends and especially my black female friends, they're very blunt. They're very honest. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know, one of my best friends, Alexis, shout out to you. Um, hey, Alexis. Yeah. Um, we met. And actually, we met before high school because our dads were friends. Uh, but we met like one time and then she she was visiting her dad in upstate New York and she's originally from Atlanta. So she went back down to Atlanta. And then eventually, when we were high school age, she moved back up to upstate New York. And we connected again just from bumping into each other, being the few black kids in a mostly white school, hang, started hanging out and then eventually realized, oh, my God, you were that little girl from way back in the day who I was hanging out with. Um, and from there... Yeah, it's it's like a a crazy story. And from there, we weren't the closest, but eventually, like, we just ended up getting really close towards the end of high school because I joined this, uh, like, the minority group in my school called Emoja. And it was, like, basically where all the black kids got together after school to just, like... Y'all had a black group at school? Yeah, we we did did. not have that. Damn, we we didn't have that We did. Um, And she and I, like, were some of the leaders in the group, and we just got really close one year because... Because we were doing a lot of stuff for that. And I think that throughout and then later on, we went to we lived together for a year um, or for more than a year, like a year and a half. We lived yeah, together. It was more. Yeah. Um, and throughout that year and a half, she's always been like one of my friends that. I know I can go to and she will be 100% honest with me. And she is that person who like, she'll just ask you question after question, after question, after question. And then next thing you know, you're like analyzing yourself, like what? And she also taught me how to just kind of relax and just kind of be like, she has this attitude where it's kind of like no plans but open to everything. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I do not have that I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> to adopt, but she has just been like a really big force in being honest with myself and being open. So like for that, I will always, always respect her and love her. Mm-hmm. Um, spiel over. I'm gonna come back to more friends but Um, I feel like I talked a lot so for for me I noticed um how important it is are you getting emotional Rachel no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna make you cry we can't have Rachel cry no not again everyone else is gonna cry no I'm not I'm strong um I noticed how important it is to have you know um female friends in my life especially black female friends and growing up I had a lot of siblings so friends weren't really that important to me to be honest Mm -hmm. growing up 
But being in my on my in my twenties and living on my own and just needing someone to talk to and you know just talk to him about like what's going on in my life and like what I can do if I feel stuck or like I don't know what to do. Help me. And just in general, them being able to um, understand who I am as a person because I know I'm, I'm not like the easiest person to figure out. And they just I have the most amazing friends, even if it's like a close, small group of friends. Like I'm grateful for them, like Janae, Amari. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like I'm so happy I met them. And I think that everyone needs someone that they can talk to, um, someone who's not going to judge them and also not a yes man. You need someone to be honest with you yeah. and mm-hmm. tell you like, hey, like what you're doing is not OK, but also someone who's also going to going to support you. And I think that is very um, a key qualities you need in a friend. Yeah. yeah. And and I'll I'll definitely piggyback off of that because recently um I was going through something and I've kind of had this epiphany lately where it's like my entire life I thought that the important things were, you know, getting the job and then finding love and finding a guy. Mm-hmm. And that's all supposed to happen in your early or mid 20s and then mm-hmm. from there kind of friendships come and go. You know, because people are constantly doing things, moving and shaking, things change. So, you know, Mm -hmm. friendships, they're here, they're they're great, they're gone, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But recently I've kind of realized that I've I think I've put way too much stock in those things and that I need to like go back and really focus on growing my friendships. And I had a situation recently where like Rachel was just there for me like all day. And it was just like such an emotional day for me, but it was like a in the past I would have relied on someone who I was closer to in a relationship with. I would have relied on someone who I felt like, you know, was either my parents or my man or something like that. But in that moment, it was like friendship is all I have. Mm -hmm. Friendship is what I need right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, sorry. sorry uh, uh, one more thing. <laughs> also, having friends that who show up for you. Yeah. Like my like I I learned that like okay if my friends are coming showing up for me when I need them I need to do the same and I think that's also very important because there are a lot of friends I had in the past who like I was always there doing things but when it they, came time for you when it was time mm-hmm. for me it was like oh, they weren't there I had this had that I'm like yep. okay that's cool but these group of friends that I have today they're always there always there yeah I was um I was like thinking about that I always remind myself that people make time for the things that are important to them Mm -hmm. yeah so if that other person I've had that in a lot of my you know past relationships is where like I'm always having to extend myself to that person or I'm always having to ask or I'm always asking how that person is doing and they're never considering how like I am doing internally or checking in on me. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the relationships that I've kind of just like walked away from because it's, it's not actually a relationship. It's just me being that person for them and not getting anything in return. Um, but kind of like what Janae was talking about earlier about, you know, focusing on your female relationships. And I was kind of the same way growing up. It was like, oh, I need like a a guy or someone to kind of be that for me. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've put more emphasis on my specifically more on my black female relationships. And I've been looking as I've gone through the dating cycle and realized how utterly just tragic the whole events are <laughs> that, <laughs> that happen. I look at my my grandmother, who was married to my grandfather at one point, but, you know, got divorced and she's in her 80s and she's been for most of her life. She's been single. And I just continuously look at her and was like, she is so happy because she's been able to create all these really, really deep friendships. And she's told me that, you know, her platonic relationships are the things that have actually carried her through. Wow. And yeah, so I look at her and I'm like, OK, yes, I would like to find someone. But if I don't, I have I have enough people in my life where I think I could actually move forward happily um, because like, yeah, I mean, I think uh, growing up in, in Syracuse, which is very white, I was lucky enough to have two really close black girlfriends growing up. Um, and we do everything together. And although we kind of split up in, in junior high when things got a little bit complicated and I don't think we 
you know, it was, it was what, like the mid two thousands, I think we're each kind of coming into our own individuality and we didn't necessarily understand what the other one was going through. Mm -hmm. So rather than like, we did the opposite rather than being there for each other, we kind of separated ourselves because I think it's hard trying to figure out yourself and then trying to figure out someone else that you're not necessarily sure how to. Um, but I, I, I still look back on that time and I'm like, wow, had I not had those two girls in my life, like my, I think I would have been a very different person. And I think there are just like specific women in different stages of my life that I've leaned on. So like as a kid, it was those two girls, um, in high school and not in high school, but in college, I was a part of this black group on campus called power. And the women in that group just like kept me sane. And, um, they're like my favorite people in the world, even though we don't talk all the time. And then, you know, being in my early twenties and being out in the workforce, it's really been like Janae and like Rachel who have like really helped me through. And I always think about, um, last year when there's this time where I like, just like ghosted everyone. I like, just like disappeared. Uh, and I think it was Janae that, that texted me. She's like, I know that you're going through something. I don't know what it is, but like when you're ready to talk to me about it, like I'm here. And that just completely just like melted my heart. Cause I don't think anyone had ever just picked up on something like that. And been like, I don't know. I, like when you're ready to tell me how to be there for you, I will be there for you. Yeah. Just, just so that time. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like share my perspective on that. Like, um, I had a a really other, uh, close friend that, you know, occasionally also like went through stuff emotionally and just kind of like realizing that because I grew up my entire life with no knowledge of anxiety, no knowledge of depression. I was like really, really cocooned from that. And the only kind of trauma that I was, um, I don't know, shown and I'm losing the word, but the only trauma that I knew was racial trauma. So then coming into the world and then seeing that there are so many other people who struggle with so many other things emotionally, spiritually, physically was just kind of like, wow, that's crazy. And also, and I, and I had this point where I would like get mad at this other friend when they would go through stuff and then just kind of like shut me out. I'd be like, what, what is going on? But then I, I had this moment where it was kind of like everyone goes through things differently and you can't always expect people to open up and tell you everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you just can't, you just kind of got to be there for people and let them know, Hey, I'm here. It's fine. And yeah, no, that's really amazing because I don't think a lot of people would have done that or know how to do that. I think it's a, a mixture of like we're at a are hitting the mid twenties now where you just start to realize things. Like I've yeah. had that realization too. Like I used to get mad at people who didn't want to do the things I want to do or like yeah. have the same energy level. And it's like okay, one like everyone has different things going on in their life. I, you just have to accept that. And the way people handle things is just different from you. Yeah. And I right. think the more we're like open and empathetic and know that it's just gonna be more positive in the end mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. you can't get mad at your friend for dealing with this thing but you can say hey you know i have a friend um ellen who actually a black woman we met on twitter because like <laughs> we just love the same podcast but ellen is so amazing y'all i will just do a quick shout out for her she has a beyonce podcast Ooh, it's called wow. here on my edges check it out y'all wow. <laughs> ellen this girl is so great like the way we met is because our favorite podcasts um are the read and uh guys we fucked so guys mm. we fucked the girl was crystal was on it and they had retweeted her and she was like oh these are my two favorite podcasts and i was like what because guys we fucked is really white y'all yeah yeah, it so is. I was, it's still good. It's still good. So yeah. I was like, I thought it was the only black person who listened. So I was like, oh my God, this girl listens to both. We like started messaging each other on Twitter. We were like, let's create this like the read uh, fan base podcast group. It blew up. She like comes to New York here and there. And like, I, we've like hung out in person. She's honestly amazing. Why did I start this? Damn y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh, I know why. So, okay. So we have this group chat from the group. Um, and then we have one girl who, you know, unfortunately is dealing with a lot and she has had a lot happen to her in the past. And like the way Ellen approaches it, it's like she's like she listens and she goes, "Okay, how would you like me to support you? Would you like to just 
rant and talk about it and let you want me to listen or do you want me to give advice or do you want me to just say I'm here for emotional support and I was just like I'm like paraphrasing it but like the way she said it I was like wow that's amazing mm-hmm. like because sometimes we think oh like someone just wants to rant mm-hmm. and when in reality they want us to say something or sometimes yeah. it's the opposite they just want to rant and we're just saying stuff and it's like wait they don't want to hear stuff yeah. yeah so I don't know that's just like really important I think um it's, it's great that we're like starting to realize that now mm-hmm. and like I think we're gonna see the benefit of that in the future yeah for sure and I think like <laughs> specifically for me and like when that point in time happened I think that was also like I think that was like a little after like Rachel and I really like became friends or we had met and then after I went through that I was like oh like Rachel and I are really friends because she didn't know me all that well but like when I got out of my thing she was like right there waiting for me too Mm -hmm. so it's just like having these different relationships in your life where it's like I don't have to always be in contact with this person but like I know that they're there and we're going to be there for each other and I and um yeah and I feel like half the time it's just like just like knowing you have people who care for you like that on like that deep of a level is just like very reassuring because I feel like life can be can feel very isolating and just lonely um so I don't know just having that kind of built-in support has like really helped me specifically over like the past like year and a half two years yeah um i think we should move on to um our next segmento Mm -hmm. rachel what you got cooking for us time to talk mental health um hello everyone it's rachel (laughs) (laughs) on this segment time to talk mental health i'm going to give you a few tips on how to deal with a friend who has a mental illness or just in general how to um communicate with your friend who may be going through something um so the national alliance of mental health posted an article titled maintaining healthy friendships with mental illness Um, One is self-awareness. It's important to know and understand your diagnosis, but also bear in mind that you are a unique person. Mental illness manifests differently based on the individual, so it can be helpful to know your specific symptoms, triggers, and warning signs. Having this awareness gives you insight into how your condition can impact your friendship. For example, could your condition cause you to misinterpret social cues or prompt anxiety when you see your friend with another close friend? Two is communicate. Friends may trigger your symptoms despite their good intentions. For example, your friend may want you to meet their new friend and invite him or her for a coffee date with you without asking. If you live with an anxiety-related diagnosis, specifically social anxiety, this seemingly harmless and kind gesture by your friend may actually trigger your anxiety. And I want to point this out, how important it is. Janae will always do this. If we were, if we are going out, Janae would always let me know, like, hey, you know, I have a friend who wants to um, come. Can I, can I invite her? And I'd be like, sure, it's fine. I think it's important, um, to like let your friend know, like, you want them to meet someone, whether you know if they like have anxiety or not, or if they're being uncomfortable with, you know, having that other person there. Cause I know for me, I'm not really good. At meeting people at the first time, so I appreciate you doing that. Oh, thanks. Um, I think that's. I think. I, did. <laughs> I think that's really important. So for anyone out there, you know, if you have a new friend, you want your friend to meet, just you know, let them know if it's okay. It doesn't hurt to ask. And lastly, support one another. All friends need support at one time or another, even if your friend does not have a mental illness. There will be times you can provide support as well. Helping others is shown to make people happier and can even help reduce symptoms. If your friend does have a diagnosis of their own, this similarity could bring you closer together. You can each discuss your symptoms and try coping mechanisms together. For example, you can attend a support group together or help each other seek therapy. As always, just support one another, show love. It's not always about you. So take time to think about the other person. And so sometimes they don't do it intentionally. You know, sometimes it's just how we react to when we are going through something. So always be mindful of your friends, um, family, whoever. And um, 
don't don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. That was That's powerful it. and informational. Thank you. Rachel. <laughs> um, and and just to top it all off, it's my segment talking with Janae. Kia recently created a new Facebook page. I did, yeah. It was based off the, it's still based off the read group, but um, (laughs) I'll just give you all a little background on it. So me and Ellen, the friend I just said, we were obsessed with the read, made this Facebook group. We got to like 15,000 people, y'all. It was insane. Wow. But then then you realize that 15,000 people don't always get along. (laughs) There was hella drama and shit. I was like, y'all, you don't pay my bills. Y'all be messaging me and shit. I'm at work. They be like, this girl said this girl. I don't care. So anyway, um, (laughs) we had to just like cut the group down. So it's still a fan group, but it's only like 500 people. It was really entertaining. I still love it. But there's some great people in that group. But yeah, um, I posted about our podcast in that group. So, and yeah. then we had a lovely young man whose comment I can no longer find. So shout out to you. I really tried to find you want it, me but to I find couldn't. It? Yes, please. I want to know what the comment is. But basically, he was just asking us more personal questions about our relationships with our families. Um, okay. Which, which I thought could be interesting to you know for us to basically just shout out our families. Okay. Um, I'll start. Um, you know. Back in in my day, like Amari mentioned, having two black female friends that she like kind of grew up with and and could go through things with when she was younger. I didn't have that. I just had Gerald, Jasmine, mom and dad, Paris and Dern. Um, (laughs) Those are like my rocks, you know, like I didn't have I had friends. I was liked, but I didn't have any like close friends. Mm -hmm. So for me, a fun Friday night was watching Moulin Rouge on the couch with my mom and painting our nails and having a smorgasbord of food. So like my family, my rocks, I love them. Got new additions. Melissa, shout out. (laughs) Baby Olivia, I love you. You're the best thing in the world. She's so cute. Um, And then another like shout out. I just want to give our our non-black friends and non-female friends. I mean, mm-hmm. Jelani, best friend, my, for a very, very, very long time, close confidant, has really, really just helped me see the world and see outside of the bubble of Syracuse. And then also Kaylee Carroll and Kaylee Sheridan. I love y'all. We have grown so much together. So... That was nice. Damn, I'm still. Oh, I found it. Yeah, I was having a really hard said. time finding it. Wait, I don't know if my iPad is just old. Yo, I think Facebook has way too much money for this shit not to work. I'm sorry, I'm getting mad. It's fine. We don't because I'm to clicking find- on it and it's not working. <laughs> Yo, did Facebook, he, get he your stuff. It? No, it's here. I should have screenshotted it. Really, I don't get why Facebook is because yeah. like you'll click on something and Facebook will like you'll click on the notification and Facebook won't bring you to the. Hmm. I'm literally clicking on it. So does anyone else want to talk about their family ties? Um, like I like I said before, <laughs> um, growing up, it was just me and my siblings. You know, they were my close friends. Um, just shout out to my sisters. Um, I have a lot. Sarah, Rebecca, <laughs> Deborah, Jennifer, my niece, Melanie, my nephew, Gabe, um, my little brother, Josh. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. I love that. <laughs> you know? We learn um, a lot from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dr. Zandra and Brian Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hey. she had to put that doctor in there. Huh? Oh, I found Parents. it. I found a comment, y'all. Sorry. It's okay. I found it. Here you um, go. <laughs> Wait, am I still doing my shout out? Yeah, yeah, yeah do yeah, your yeah. shout out, girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to my parents and to their other wonderful offspring, Brie. Um, yeah, I... They were and are my rocks. My sister and I always joke that we're probably too close to our parents, like closer than the average American adult. (laughs) Um, But growing up was, yeah, every Friday night was movie and pizza night. And I loved hanging out with my parents more than I liked hanging out with a lot of other people. Um, And to shout out the other relationships in my life that I didn't mention today. Uh, You know, Chris, he is my best friend. Uh, I didn't mention Roxy. It was like another great black female friendship that I really appreciate. But my non-black friends to Audrey, Brooke, Molly, um, 
a whole bunch of others, but uh, I don't tell, I don't think I tell the people in my life enough how much I love them, but I love all of you guys. Oh, um, wait, did you want to read the comment or no? Oh, <laughs> sorry. sorry. I'll, just, I'll just say <laughs> shout, shout out. I'll just say shout out to Terry Douglas for commenting and asking questions. Oh, and there's actually one big friend in my life that I forgot. <laughs> my best friend, Sarah. <laughs> did you forget Sarah? I, I, Sarah, I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me, girl. Like I was just running my mouth over here. Sarah, I love you forever and ever. You taught me how to work hard and get jobs. Mm, That's right. my bay. That's She's my day one. A one. A. I can't wait to see you at the end of the month. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Kia. Um, okay, so we're just shouting out like family members and other yeah, friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of like based on what you said about how you thought like um your job and like relationship was really important stuff. Not that it's not, but I think growing up, um like I always had a tough time figuring out where I fit in, not just in like society, but like what I like and stuff. And you know, my sister was really good at sports. I wasn't. Um she was good at academics. I wasn't. So <laughs> basically I have no skills. Anyway, <laughs> so I went to college and um, I really like found myself. I'm really blessed for that experience and the people I met there. And I started doing radio. I loved it. Um, went to media and I always was like, you know, I don't have, um, you know, I, I was a late bloomer in the uh, relationship uh, world, but I was like, you know, I, I, I relationship not ever really going my way. So I put a lot of emphasis in my uh, career because so I was like, my friends can have these relationships, but I'm the one that's going to excel. I'm going to want, I'm the one that's going to have the best career, the best, whatever. And so I put a lot of um, emphasis on that. And then, you know, this year really took a turn. I ended up losing my job. <laughs> and I did, it just like really was a life changing experience. Um, to the point where it made me like realize that you know a job is really not the most important thing and since that experience I've, I've definitely learned a lot and I put a lot of energy into other things and realized that that's not the end all be all um, and from that experience like I really had am so blessed that I had friends and family to rely on because I really don't even see how I could have gotten through that time without it I really don't and I remember thinking like wow this would be so much easier if I had a partner to rely on and something you know because it's like okay I, I have this emotional support but then I was like well I'm, I'm really really blessed that I have uh, family and friends to rely on and that was just like a tough time that I'm really thankful for so you know y'all know who you is um, <laughs> I, I really do love all my friends and family there's a lot of y'all um, I guess friends like yeah my my day ones Kelly Alex Sarah uh, my bestie Mackenzie from high school uh, my friend Will who is a black man he listens to this podcast um, wow hi Will yeah, he's really great. He always has, like, a unique perspective on things. Pretty dope. Um, and y'all know who you are. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anyone. Um, it's okay. You always think you don't have a lot of friends, and then you, like, start to list them, and you're like, well, damn. Yeah. Like, please like, don't be offended if I forgot you. Yeah. Like, I love you so much. Just know I love y'all, and I appreciate y'all supporting us, and uh, I really do. I really appreciate anyone that listens to this podcast. Like, it's yeah. really amazing. Seriously, black or otherwise, anyone who listens to this podcast, I was surprised actually because I was at my sister's um, birthday party last month and my cousin came up to me and he was like, I listen to your podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> People listen to my podcast? People be tweeting um, us too. Yeah. It's getting exciting. But yeah. no, it's crazy. Like when I moved, oh, the first thing I got from a bunch of people was like, wait, what's going to happen to the podcast? And I was like, yeah. don't worry. We got you. <laughs> um, but I think that that's it for this episode of the so-called Oreos podcast. Um, thanks for listening. If you have a close black lady friend, give her a hug, a kiss, but don't be creepy. Um, and follow us on social media everywhere at so-called Oreos. Um, and you can email us at so-called Oreos at gmail.com. Um, you can listen on SoundCloud iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and Google Play. And please remember to like, like, please, sorry, um, <laughs> rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.